Whoop, whoop, whoop. So many exciting things to tell you. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Number one, my book is now free, a digital version of my book, Building Simple Habits to a Healthy Me. You can just sign up and get it for free. Number two, come and say hello on Instagram. I'm having fun on Instagram doing exciting reels. Number three, I have four amazing packages for my Positively Healthy program called Magical May exciting exciting if you want to find out more book a call and let's chat and lastly remember radiate and renew four simple habits simple but mighty habits is starting may the 15th so come and sign up for that are listening to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick, paediatric doctor turned weight loss coach. I help busy, ambitious mums overcome the frustration of not losing weight. I teach them to eat and live healthily, to look after themselves and feel fit and fabulous. If you want to lose weight by eating healthily, I invite you to sign up for my free roadmap, Three Easy Steps to Weight Loss for Busy Mums. Just go to my website, drorlina.com, that's dr. O-R-L-E-N-A dot com and you'll find it on the homepage and in the sidebar. If you're interested in working with me as a weight loss coach, you can find out more and book a chat by going to the coaching tab. I also have a healthy recipe service, My Kitchen Miracles, that I created for my clients and have now opened up for everyone. Healthy recipes that will support your weight loss goals and provide your family with healthy, tasty foods. You can find out more in the My Kitchen Miracles tab. Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. Before we start, always there are announcements. For those of you who are paying attention, you will realise that I have changed my introduction. So I was offering a VIP area, but when I looked at my VIP area, I realised that people were not really consuming the content in there. I think there's probably a little bit too much. So I have changed that now and I'm now offering super simple three easy steps to weight loss for busy mums. And this goes through the three steps that you need to do to have weight loss, to be successful in your weight loss. So you can sign up on the website. My website is Dr. Alina, that's D-R, and my name, O-R-L-E-N-A.com, and you will see the sign up there. And it's just a quick, this is the overview of what you need to do, with obviously some helpful handouts, some helpful pointers. And if you want to know more, there's about a zillion places on the podcast that you can find out more about these things. Okay, today I am super excited to welcome a friend of mine, Dr. Stephanie Fain, to talk to us about weight loss, metabolism and maintenance. I first met Stephanie in San Diego. How exciting is that? I live in Spain, so that's miles and miles and miles away from my homeland. And I actually recorded this podcast a while back And I have an apology to make because the sound quality is not fabulous. It's slightly tinny, but the information is so valuable that I'm going to release it anyhow. And to be honest, I don't know how to change the the quality of that tinniness. But you can hear her. And as I say, the information is super valuable. So Stephanie is a physician, an MD, what I would call an MBCHB. She's a doctor and she specializes in maintenance. So working with people who have lost weight and want to maintain it. She's the queen of maintenance. Now, a few notes. In this podcast, we 
talk about calories in versus calories out. And this concept is a tool. It's a way of thinking about how our body is working. Calories in versus calories out is actually, when you look at exactly what's going on, it is a little bit complicated and things can muddy the water. So things like insulin levels and the fact that not all calories are created equally. So as Stephanie says, you know, 100 calories of cabbage is not the same as 100 calories of candy. And the concept is tricky and it's it's an it's a tool to use. So I don't want you to get caught up in thinking, oh my goodness, I have to count calories. I personally don't count calories, but the idea behind it demonstrates what you need to do to lose weight. I hope that makes sense. The other note I have is that since recording this podcast, I have done another podcast on extra virgin olive oil. And you can check out that podcast on extra virgin olive oil. Um, And there are lots of health benefits to extra virgin olive oil. So check that, that one out. The third note is I have decided to break this podcast up because I want to keep them to around 20 minutes. And this podcast was longer. So it's in two parts. Now, the last thing is where to find out more from Stephanie. So Stephanie has a quiz on her site. Her site is stephaniefainemd.com. And the quiz is discover your maintenance type. So the type of person you are when it comes to maintaining weight loss. So that's Stephanie Fain, MD. Now let's dive in and listen to Stephanie and her amazing pearls of wisdom. Hello and welcome. I am super excited to welcome Dr. Stephanie Fain to chat to us today. And she is going to talk to us all about weight loss, metabolism and the hunger scale. So Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure. I'm excited to talk to you and your audience. Just a little backstory. Stephanie and I first met um, in America, which is very exciting because I don't go to America very often. So we met in real life, which is super exciting for me because I normally just do everything on my computer by myself. Right, let's dive in. And we're going to start off by talking about metabolism because there's so many myths and confusion to metabolism. So do you want to just tell us the basics? Yes, I would love to. Um, and I, I was just thinking of when we did meet and that was, it was very fun. I agree. Meeting in person is really <laughs> very special, <laughs> especially someone with such a fun accent. It's so fun to meet you. Um, you. <laughs> so yes, I love to talk about metabolism because I think it is a, a place that people don't really understand and we can get really confused about it. So the basics of metabolism are, and this is when we're getting really basic is calories in calories out. I'm sure you've heard of that. And it really is the idea of a balance of how many calories you take in and how many you burn. The confusion can be how, how many calories are we burning? And people talk about good metabolism, bad metabolism, and all that sort of thing. So the basics that I like to talk about are the total daily energy expenditure, that's the scientific word for it, of calories out. Okay, so that's all the calories that your body burns. The... 70 to 80% of that, 70 to 80% of the total is your kidneys working, your liver, your, your uh, lungs breathing, your brain thinking, like all the things that the body just needs, period, in order to function. Up to 80%. That is not under your control. 
that's the biggest thing to me about what the myth is. It's that we, it feels like we have so much control over our metabolism. And the truth is we really don't. It comes from the size of our liver and the size of our kidneys. And what's that from? That's from birth, right? <laughs> so that was determined well before you popped out. So that's also how I'm actually, I always like to look at this. That's why how tall you are affects your metabolism. That, so if you're five feet, it re, your metabolism is, is different, not percentage-wise, but number-wise from someone who's six feet. And that's just a reality and how it works in terms of metabolism. So we have the 80% that is um, the basal metabolic rate. That's the, the number of calories your body burns if you just sit there all day. It's also resting metabolic rate, same thing. You have 10%, which is the thermal effect. That's just what your body uses to digest the food you eat. Okay, so now we're up to 90% that's not under your control. The last 10% is your activity. So that's the place we have control. When we're talking about, let's say, I'm even going to go with a huge man, okay, 2,000 calories in a day. We're talking about 200 calories that are in our control. So you can up that if you exercise, but that's, those are the numbers we're talking about. So to me, that's really a, a big piece of understanding the metabolism confusion. Okay, so just a few points. And yes. correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I always say to people. You can't outrun a bad diet. And when you're talking about those 200 calories, you can, when you're doing exercise, and I a caveat to this, I think exercise is really good to help you lose weight, but it's not the first thing you need to do to lose weight. And it's because unless you're going to be a marathon runner, you really can't get rid of all those calories. Is that correct? It's absolutely correct. The food, the ca this, this was just the calories out. The calories in is absolutely by far the bigger piece yeah. of it. So you're 100% correct. And, and let me tell you something. That 10%, that 200 of a person who can eat 2,000 calories, which let me tell you, that's a very big man who can eat 2,000 calories a day, um, that's with exercise. If he wasn't doing any movement, he would be, he would be burning 1,800. So it really, it, it absolutely, and then um, I don't, I, I'm sure you know, certainly, and it's sometimes people are aware, but how much food is 2,000 calories or 1,500 calories. And if you're a shorter woman, it's even less than that. We can eat that food real quick if we're eating processed stuff. It goes in a flash. Yes, So you're entirely. absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The calories that you consume are going to be the biggest issue in terms of weight control. Okay. And so I think another confusion that I see is that people get confused about if you are overweight what happens to your metabolic rate? And as far as I understand it, I remember being pregnant and I know pregnancy is not fat, but I just found it so tiring to carry that extra weight around. So can you explain that to us? Definitely. So when someone does have extra weight, fat actually is um, metabolically active tissue. So the, when you have an extra pound of fat, it does burn some, that would be part of your BMR, that resting rate. Um, but it is a, a third of the number of calories that muscle burns. So 
when you ha- when you have um, a, a person that weighs, I'm going to say 200 pounds, if they're mostly muscle, their metabolism is higher than if someone who weighs 200 pounds and they have very little muscle. So they weigh the same, but their metabolism is different. The one with the with more muscle will be burning more calories, more calories out than the person who is heavy. So that. It is interesting that there is metabolic activity to fat, but it's very, very small. Okay. Okay. And and that actually points to when you're trying to lose weight, so if you you had a lot of extra fat, then you are are burning more calories. But usually if you are gaining weight, if you're someone who's gaining weight, you're eating, I mean, not usually, this is how it works, you eat, you're eating more calories than you're burning. So if you just stop eating more calories than you're burning, you will drop weight very quickly, depending on, you know, depending on the deficit that you've created by how, how much you've eaten versus how much you're, you are um, expending, which is why the last five pounds take so much longer than the first you know, if you have 50 pounds to lose, the first five can go very quickly, like two two weeks a week, you know, depending. And the last five pounds can take up to a month because if you've, and I like to do this with math. Okay, so, so if you, I'm using, again, a man, let's say his body um, burns 3,000 calories and he starts eating 2,000 calories. Well, he's in deficit of 1,000 calories every day. And in a week, that's a deficit of 7,000 calories, and that's two pounds. Uh, a, a pound is 3,500 calories. So I know this is like mental math, but, but if he is 3,000 calories, uh, that's how much he burns. He's eating 2,000 calories. He's deficit of 1,000 calorie every day. In a week, he's losing two pounds. Now, he'll do that over and over again, but when you lose two pounds, you weigh two pounds less, and your metabolism is therefore smaller. Now, it's only a little smaller, but as you keep doing this, you can see that at some point his metabolism will start to be 2,000 calories, and he's eating 2,000 calories, so he's not going to be losing any more weight. Okay, I am with you. I do yeah. understand what you're saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I hope I hope everyone else can too. It's sometimes hard to follow the math. How now, it well, goes in there. Another way that I like to look at it, which is a little bit more simple, is that if you are very overweight and you reduce the amount that you eat so you stop paying attention to when you're hungry and you you reduce it in a way it doesn't really matter what you are eating because you have reduced the amount of calories or energy that you are getting into your body as you get closer to your ideal or healthy weight it makes quite a big difference what you are eating because it's very easy to overeat on the not so great foods and that's when you yes. really need to concentrate on on basically having a healthy diet. That's exactly right. Now, ultimately, it's best to start out that way because yes, then exactly. you're not changing a habit. <laughs> but what you're referring to actually is an important thing that I that goes with the hunger piece of this, which is calorie dense foods. So when you are um, when you're talking about hunger and filling yourself up, ideally you're filling yourself up with proteins and fiber. Uh, water would work too because they are bulkier and they will physically satisfy your stomach and hunger and so and the hormones then that are affected. 
um, in a more substantial way than if you're eating cake. You know, like if you 50 calories of cake versus 50 calories of salad is very different. And, and it fills you and, and lasts in different ways. So you're exactly right. You can always, that's why, you know, there's any, like the grapefruit diet or the cake diet or the cookie diet will always work if it's fewer calories, but it's then sustaining it and feeling hungry or not feeling hungry, having energy, not having energy, all that sort of stuff really ends up mattering exactly as you pointed out. Yeah. I would say it's, really easy to eat an entire packet of cookies without thinking but it's not quite so easy to eat an entire bag of apples like we just don't do that do we (laughs) that's that's exactly it and it actually i mean you can get it could be nefarious if you that that people actually have engineered the food to be that way so that so that the combination of fat and sugar in the cookie um leads us to be able to eat more of it again well, I it's guess that's chicken and egg, isn't it? That's why, yeah. like, is it that the manufacturers have made that or that they've just noticed that that's what we eat and so they make it? So I, I guess it's a bit of both. Yes, exactly. Okay. So I, I realise I've missed out a few of your questions. And one of them was, yeah. why do men lose weight so much faster than women? Oh, yes. And that, we sort of touched on that. That's because men in general, you know, they have more testosterone, which ha- helps them to build and sustain muscle mass. Men in general, I mean, again, generally speaking, have more muscle than women, certainly given same heights. Now, not all men and women are the same height, right? Also, generally, men are taller. So they have more body mass, just skeleton, skin, muscle, all the rest of that stuff. So their BMR is already naturally higher. So they are burning more calories than women. And so when they curb their food it just drops off because the gap ends up being so much bigger than for a woman. Usually for women, often women are watching what they're eating. They're just um, don't realize how many calories they're actually consuming. And when they make a change, it's, it's can be drastic, but sometimes it's just a little bit. And so you have to be patient with the weight coming off compared to a man. When I have couples, it's, it just doesn't seem fair because they, they together go on the diet and the man just loses the weight and the woman's trying really hard. It just takes time, but it's the same mechanism. Okay. And we touched on this as well, but what about meta- met- metabolism change and yo-yo dieting? Yeah, this is one of my favorite ideas because um, I don't know if you saw it, there was the the biggest loser. Have you heard it? There's a show in, I don't know if it's only in America, but there's a show that people go and they will lose tons of weight and they're, they come, they compete. I suppose I actually haven't seen the show, but I know the concept of it. They're actually exercising some crazy number of hours. It's honestly like 10 hours of very heavy exercise and they dramatically lose weight. Well, they did a study where they followed these people. I don't know, seven years later, five years later, something like that. And they claimed that their metabolism had changed dramatically. And so people use that as an example of see, you know, our like heavy people have really terrible metabolisms. What really ends up happening um, as a basics. Now there's always little changes and people have different bodies, but as a general idea, if you do a crash diet like they did, or a lot of people will do, you know, shakes or something sort of dramatic, then when you lose weight that quickly, you're losing muscle and fat. It is not just fat. You're losing both. And we can say just for simplicity that it's 50% of each. So So why are people losing losing muscle? 
because their body is eating the is using the protein from the muscle because they've restricted so, themselves so much so much this okay. is a crash diet. This okay is a, this is a you know, like and yo-yos is particularly for people usually who do it that way right who um drink shakes that are 800 calories a day or they're um like doing this exercise for 10 hours a day which is a huge deficit in terms of you know looking for where you're going to get your food and and energy so they will lose in a crash diet not in a diet where you're careful about what you're eating and how you're doing it but in a crash diet let's say you lose 50 pounds in a short amount of time 25 pounds of it is muscle, 25 pounds is fat. What we also know from crash diets is that people regain the weight pretty quickly because it's usually an unsustainable way of life. And they hit their target and they're like, woohoo, and then start eating the way that they ate before. And they gain weight sometimes all that 50 pounds plus. That weight gain is fat, it's not muscle. So now you weigh the same. I'm putting air quotes for the, <laughs> you weigh the same, but your makeup is completely different. You now have 50 pounds of fat where you used to have 25 pounds of fat. And remember I said that muscle burns um, three times as, mu as much as fat. So you literally had a higher metabolism before when you were heavy before than now after the, the crash diet with the weight gain. So yo-yo dieting will change your metabolism, but it's very explainable. I mean, it has to do with the muscle mass that you had. Okay. But so just playing devil's advocate now, yeah. there is a place for people to do these really crash diets. Like, for example, when they're very overweight and they've just been diagnosed with diabetes and, you know, yeah. you want to reverse diabetes. Absolutely. The issue would be making sure there's some resistance training while they're losing weight or right after to keep up their muscle bulk where right, and to be aware that this happens so that you don't regain the weight like people who want to lose weight quickly as if, if you have a plan for maintenance then more power to you i mean that is a that is a way to get into a healthy body is to lose it quickly but then the maintenance piece would be important the issue we don't want is the regain of the weight yeah that's really the danger part okay so this is the end of part one Remember to come back for part two. It's available immediately. And remember to check out Stephanie's website, stephaniefainmd.com. Thank you for listening to Fit and Fabulous. Remember to sign up for the free handout, Three Easy Steps to Weight Loss for Busy Mums. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd be super grateful if you could help me grow my podcast by telling a friend about it. Have a lovely day and see you next week. Bye-bye.